You are now listening to Chakras and Shotguns. Welcome back to Chakras and Shotguns, episode 14. I'm your co-host, Jen. And I'm Mick. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing good, you know? Um, I was just thinking about how we finished up our chakra series. Whoop, whoop. And, you know, on Instagram, we've been having fun with our If the Chakras Were a Rapper uh, series. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, we talked about it in, I think it was the Sacral Chakra episode that we wanted to do that. And yeah, so we've been posting each of the chakras with our picks yeah. uh, for each rapper. So it's been fun. It's been good seeing the feedback from folks. Folks have been enjoying it. Been getting a lot of likes and shares and whatnot. Yeah, we had um, a lot of back and forth and song playing in the house. Um, so yeah, we're glad everybody loves it. Um, which one is your favorite? Um, I think I'll probably go with... On the the solar plexus chakra, I picked two chains. Two chains. Yeah. Um. I just like I just love his like bravado and like how much confidence he has in himself, but he like does it in like a a real cool, smooth way. Mm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like laid back, but mm-hmm. like still like braggadocious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, an inherent knowing that he's the shit. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I think he really captures that solar plexus energy. Nice. What about you? Which one are you like? feeling the most or is your favorite hmm, i think i would say cardi b i just um i just love how she takes up space um <laughs> and that's what i was thinking about it. i was like maybe sometimes she maybe it's a little overactive sometimes but i just love how loud she is and how she leans into that and like the whole kickoff of her career was just her like talking to people on social media and like just having a good time and being authentic. And so now as a rapper, like, I just love hearing her talk her shit, you know? Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Cool. So if you haven't had a chance to check them out, we'll gather them all up in our Instagram and Facebook stories. And our Facebook stories called stories? Yeah, they're called stories. Okay. I be off Facebook sometimes. I don't know. But... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, Mick is our social media person, okay? <laughs> um, we'll gather them all up and put them on IG and Facebook for you and maybe put some voting buttons on there and it'll be a whole vibe. So, awesome. But anywho, Mick, you want to get into some breath work? Yeah, so I think for today's breath work, kind of as we are closing out that that chakra series, I thought it would be a good idea to kind of do a simple chakra body scan. Love it. Um, So the way it'll work, we will take seven deep breaths and kind of during those breaths, I want everyone to focus their awareness on that specific chakra. So root, sacral, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, and crown. Mm, I love it. And if I could chime in here. Sure. Um, as you're focusing that awareness, also see if you feel anything physically in those in those areas where your energy center is located. Yeah, you may even see the color that's associated with each of those chakras mm. as we work our way up. All right, so 
I want everyone to get into a nice, comfortable seated position. Make sure your spine is nice and straight so that the energy is flowing freely through those chakras. And gently close your eyes and we'll start by taking a deep breath and focusing on the root chakra, which is located at the base of your spine. Now let's focus on the sacral chakra, about two inches below your navel. Now let's work our way up to the solar plexus, which is located in between the bottom of your rib cage and your navel. Now focus your attention on your heart chakra, right in the center of your chest. Now let's focus on our throat chakra, right in the center of our neck. Now let's focus on our third eye, right between our eyebrows. And lastly, let's focus on our crown chakra on the top of our head. All right, gently open your eyes. Make any notes about how that felt, if you saw any colors. And we'll get back into the show. Awesome. Thanks, Mick. Um, I felt a little bit on each chakra, but my throat is strong today, which I guess <laughs> it's good that we're doing this exercise of recording. Absolutely. So let me talk it out. Speak, speak my truth. Good stuff. Now let's talk a little bit about our show for today. Yes. So today we're welcoming someone very special to us. We mentioned her briefly in episode number one when we were talking about our spiritual journey. Her name is Melanie Esperon. She is a Reiki master, clairvoyant, and psychic medium. Um, Mick's sister first told us about her back in January 2020. And so 
since our first readings with her in um, early summer 2020, she's become a spiritual mentor and family friend. We're so excited to have her here with us today. Honestly, half the time in my sessions, I'm like, I just want to know more about you. And I'm trying to remember that I'm in a session for myself. So now we get the opportunity to get to know more about her. So, 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 so excited. Yes, yes, indeed. Awesome. Um, Well, let's get into it. Melanie, we're so excited to have you on our show. Thank you for having me. Um, You kicked off a big part of our spiritual journey. I think we give you a lot of credit for this this part of our spiritual journey. And so um, you're definitely a mentor and family friend. And so we're so, so appreciative that you would take out the time to be on our show. Of course. We're so course. excited. Me too. All right. So just to kind of kick things off, we wanted to just uh, give you a chance to tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, and, you know, how long have you been in touch with your spiritual gifts? Yes, I'm Melanie. Nice to meet you all, whoever's listening. Uh, born and raised in San Diego. And I first got in touch with just my gift of sight at the age of six years old uh, through dreams, visions, physical visions. And um, it definitely at a young age, it scared me for sure. So, you know, you're six years old, you're starting to get dreams and visions. Did you immediately tell your like parents and family? Yeah. How did that go? Yeah, I definitely didn't say anything at first. Um, And then eventually my mom would rush into my room and try to figure out why I'm screaming or crying. And because I was having Mm -hmm. some dreams that weren't so pleasant. And then, you know, they would, my parents and my grandparents, because we lived with our grandparents at the time, they would all look at each other. And at six years old, I couldn't comprehend what that meant, but they would just look at each other with wide eyes. And later finding out around age 12, my grandma had a very similar gift or similar instances happen when she was little. And mm-hmm. as I grew up, I started to understand this is kind of like part of our lineage. My grandma was always a clairvoyant medium and would have visions and dreams. And I kind of like just sat with her over and over to learn about what it really was and how to introduce it to the world outside of me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's beautiful that you had somebody to guide you through that. Yeah. Thank God. And that was in your family, yes. right? Or even that, and your mom wasn't completely, I'm, I'm, it was your mom's mom? Yes. Mom's mom. Your yeah. Your so son. your mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't your mom. Like your mom wasn't like, I don't know what to do with this right. because she grew up knowing what that looked like. Absolutely. She was a little like, oh God, my child, right? Like that's the energy. After I got older, she was like, I don't know what to do. So she just ushered me to my grandma's energy. And what's really uh, shitty about the process is when I got older and actually started to do this for a living, my grandma started to develop dementia. And it's it's crazy mm-hmm. because when I need to pick her brain the most, you know, she slowly can't answer these questions. But I definitely feel like, this is part of the process for me to learn uh, most of this on my own. She was there to create the foundation with me. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Do you feel like even with that family history, I guess like in your other outside of your family, were you ever in the quote unquote, like in the closet spiritually about like your totally. gifts? Yeah. My family since six years old, they said, okay, you have this gift. And I couldn't quite understand what it was, but they said, please don't share this. People will not like this. And so I grew up till about 18 thinking this was completely unacceptable. We're, I was, you know, 
baptized Catholic. I was a Sunday school teacher. I mean, they're just like, this is not something we talked about. And I was like, okay. I really just pretended like it didn't exist. Mm. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you, were you like still in touch with your gifts? Like internally? Privately? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And with somehow my close group of friends who are still my best girlfriends to this day, we were all had the same gift. Isn't that crazy? From, from childhood. Oh, wow. I know it's like mystical, but from six years old till about 18, we all kind of just, there's three other girls in my crew, plus my sister, who's a, a year younger than me. And we all kind of was able to see. So us having a little crew separately was nice. So we could share thoughts and dreams. And then with the outside world, like school and other family members, they had no idea. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So we have a, you know, a mix of, of listeners. We have some folks who are, you know, super advanced. They, you know, do tarot cards and, you know, sip their herbal tea. Um, And then we have some folks who are, you know, very traditional, you know, go to Christian uh, Muslim services and, you know, are, are kind of in that world. So um, what would you say to someone who may be new to this, um, who may or may not have gifts um, or people who are just curious about working with someone like you? Um, the best way to really like start to like look in, I would say is through books. It's the best way because you can read a book when you want to or not. Um, and I always, I believe that everyone is gifted. It just depends on what they want to exercise within them. And if they want to be purely religious, I think that's dope. If they want to be spiritual and religious, that's dope too. It's all about connection from yourself to whatever you believe your higher power is. At the end of the day, it's, we're all speaking the same language, just different styles. Right. So the first thing I would introduce people into if they want to learn more about this is reading books or listening to podcasts just to see if it fits well and resonates with them and their vibration. And if they like it, then they would proceed further, probably with like a one on one session with someone. Mm. Yeah. So I guess, well, this would be probably my next question. What would you how would you describe a one on one session? with you like what does that look like because I think some people have a very maybe like tv movie idea of what it looks like to meet with a clairvoyant but how would you describe it total easy fun nothing negative I mean uh, for me before I started doing this professionally the movie ghost with Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick Swayze that's that was my image of how people thought I thought would look at me you know with Mm -hmm. hearing spirit maybe a crystal ball like hokey pokey right and for me, and I've oftentimes hear this from people still, they're like, God, you're completely normal. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a normal person. I just talk to God, right? And as you can as well. And it's about coming in with an open mind and open heart and really listening to yourself and whatever words that are being channeled through me from spirit, your angels, your guides, loved ones. I just have the ability to translate. And the cool thing is that I, I start to see with many people is that you start to realize everything you're hearing from me as I'm translating, you already know. So the session Mm -hmm. is about this huge validation of things that I kept inward without telling anyone. And how would she know this? And it's like, oh, because we're all connected somehow. And I'm just here to remind you of who you are. So it's really a remembering and coming back to oneself and feeling very warm and super seen. That's how I would describe a session with me, whether it's in person, in a group setting, one-on-one, or even remotely. Mm. I remember like my first session, it felt a little bit like therapy. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) I always wanted to be a shrink and here I am. Right. (laughs) 
funny. You were like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, I was like, it's a little bit of therapy, but like the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Especially if I think at the time, um, I'm like, what was going on? It was like, we're going into 2020. Um, I actually did not know I was pregnant yet. Yep. It was too early to know. Um, and Melanie was like, are you pregnant? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> and then like two weeks later I found out I was pregnant um but like yeah we were thinking about having another baby we're probably like two months into COVID work was kind of crazy for me and it was a little bit of therapy but then also like you know hope for the future mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. getting back in touch with my grandmother who had been she passed away um 15 years prior yeah. 14 15 years before that um and kind of knowing that she was with me which was really really affirming and like grounding and um we were very close so yeah. like that was beautiful to know that she I think we talk about our guardian angels quote unquote but like knowing that you really do have guardian angels totally. who are still looking out for you yes um so that was beautiful um but even before then, one of the ways that I personally got comfortable because I was early in, in this journey mm-hmm. was that um, when Mick's sister was like, oh, yeah, I want to introduce you to this medium I work with. She's a Christian. I was like, OK, yeah, can bridge that gap. Yeah. Um, so it was like it was comfort. But then it also I was kind of like, so how does that work? Because I think, you know, we've all been told you can't do that. It's mm-hmm. one or the other. Right. Yeah. Um, as Christians. So I was wondering. As someone, you know, you grew up, you say you grew up Catholic, you mm-hmm. still attend church services. Mm-hmm. What are your views on how traditional Christianity and your spirituality, like how they connect and how they how they work together? Totally. I, I think that with any religion, it's about getting together and celebrating and listening to the word. It's a group effort. And it's there, there are certain rules that we follow to essentially be a good person, right? And then our personal connection to spirit, whether we pray, we meditate, we, you know, do Reiki where we balance our chakras, that's our just our personal connection, our tools to get closer to God. So when we integrate those two, you know, certain things in the Bible say, don't do this work, it's against this, but they also mention light and they also mention priestesses and they mention people like oracles who have given prophecy and and messages from for the future. And to be quite honest, it's all in there if you look at it from a certain perspective. Tarot was actually originated from the Christian church. Isn't that crazy? Like only mm-hmm. the high priestesses would use it. And it was like when I started finding that for myself, I started to understand by reading books that, dang, maybe this is acceptable. And I even remember sitting with my priest and asking him, like, I see God. I see Jesus. Like, is this bad? Like, is this not real? And he's like, no, you have a gift. And it's like trusting someone that I look so up to. It's like, okay, I'm going to roll with this. And I'm sure we'll talk about this moving forward. Discernment, understanding what's right and what's not for you. It plays a big role in all of this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I say I read a lot of discernment all the time. I'm like discernment, discernment, because so many people, feel like they're getting swept up into so many different things and yeah. everybody has a message and they want you to follow it. And like, we're so divided right now. 
and having like that, that instinct and tapping into like, does this feel good to me? Does Mm -hmm. this, how does this feel? I think for me personally, that's how I was able to kind of, I I think that was kind of my word that I used to, as I stepped into new things, how does this make me feel? Is this out of love? Yes. And, and moving down the path that way. Absolutely. It helps you to navigate, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I think what I love about um, this journey and how accessible you are, Melanie, and what I hope our podcast is doing is that I think we're taking very familiar concepts and presenting them in a new way. Yeah. Like, I think some people are like, meditation, that's weird to me. Well, do you pray? Mm -hmm. Like, do you just, you know, can you just be still? Like, it's not as lofty or esoteric as people might think it is. Right. Um, You know, just connecting to something higher than yourself. I think a lot of people have a grip on that. Like they have an understanding of that. We're just like kind of adding, like layering onto it. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is just so, so amazing. I think some people think it always has to be either or. Right. And I, and I love that it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Right. Like you guys creating this podcast gives us an idea of how we can expand. What would, um, what would your advice be for someone who's on their spiritual journey? Like we talked in the, we're, we're talking in the third eye, chakra and the crown chakra episodes. And I think those are the the chakras where you really start to, you start to see, you start to know, you start to hear things. So someone's in some really deep meditation, they start seeing signs, they start seeing numbers in license plates or angel numbers, or they feel like they heard a message. Um, What would your advice be? Totally. Uh, Such a good question. It's showing them that they're opening up and they're being open to seeing and to remind them that this has always existed around them. It's just they've tapped into themselves on a deeper level to trust. And that's when I would start going into sessions with people that resonate with them or reading the books or even Google, as simple as Google. Like, what does 444 mean? I keep seeing that everywhere. And you start to understand that there are beings of light that are just trying to talk to you to remind you really that they're here and they're, they're here to assist you. So at first people are like, is something bad going to happen? Right. I keep seeing consistent things. I'm like, typically not. It's just saying that they're here and thanks for saying hi, that energy and introduction. Mm. Um, And then I think one of the, one of the really great tips that you gave both Mick and I was, so Mick and I are nerds and, and we like Google everything. Like we'll fall into a black hole about what actor is related to what singer and they were in what movie. And so like, we're Googling all this stuff. And then you were just like, you know, why don't you just like tap into what it means to you and write it down. And um, can you talk a little bit more about that and, and what that recommendation to us was? Totally. We I call it the spiritual dictionary. And I think I developed this when I was probably eight years old, just in my mind, because I was getting so many signals, whether it was gut feelings or visions or even physical signs like you guys were. And I was like, it's too much to even ask my grandma. And my grandma would just say, how do you feel? And I was like, oh, all right. And she's like, that's your answer. She, my grandma had no time. She was like, figure it out. Like, I'm here to hold you if anything scary happens. <laughs> Other than that, figure it out. And I'm like, okay. So what we mean by spiritual dictionary is if you see something, especially very consistent, 
for for example, a dove every morning at 9 a.m. and you're sipping on your coffee. That's got to mean something, right? Then you start thinking about how you feel in those moments. And if I could imagine myself sipping on coffee every 9 a.m., chilling, looking at the sky, I'm probably feeling pretty good, ready to start my day. And so whoever you're thinking about in that moment, it's probably them saying, hi, I'm with you for the rest of the day, whether it's your angel or your guide or maybe a deceased loved one. Then you start to, as you move forward in life, you start to think mm. every dev is your your grandma who's with you every morning. And now you can start channeling deeper. It's like you give yourself th- these gauges of what things mean to you. And when you start to close your eyes and go inward, spirit usually tries to talk to you in that language because that's what you've created. Hmm. Yeah, you're creating your own spiritual language with them over and over. Yeah. Got it. Um, You mentioned, you know, sometimes seeing things that may not be so pleasant. Yeah. Right. Um, And I'm thinking specifically around like natural disasters um, or, you know, a mass pandemic. Um, how do you kind of utilize some of the those not pleasant insights that you get to kind of help you be prepared? You know, we talk about preparedness a lot. So All just curious day. how you incorporate your gifts into. Yeah. yeah, very physical for sure. If I see things like that, that's a caution for sure. And in my life, those have been my vi- very biggest pivot moments to prepare. Um, for me, it's mental, emotional, physical. So the first thing I go into is if we're headed for a pandemic. I'm going to definitely stock up on the water and the food, um, the TP, all the things, and then start to think what kind of tools I need to survive in my house doing this work too, because I work from home. So I start stacking up on the crystals, the paper, the pens, like just the bare minimums, which you guys, I love listening to you because you guys think that way. So basic. It's like, all we really need are basic things to be happy. That's what I believe. And so being prepared should be a natural thing. Not if you see just a cautionary thing coming your way. Um, But yeah, I definitely use them as cautionary. Um, If just last week I started getting tummy pains and I started seeing doctor beds and I was like, maybe I need to go for a checkup. And it was just normal stuff when I went to the doctor, but it was, they're like, you're right on time. So spirits always trying to talk to you, whether it's through your body, your signs. And if you start to listen, which is a very key word, you start to navigate very smoothly. Hmm. Um, What if you're... I thought, Mick, I thought you were going um, one direction. I appreciate the preparedness tip. Um, What if you, when you're tapping in, you start to see some things that might not be Mm. of love and light. Like you might Mm. see some scary imagery, you know, going back to those dreams you were having when you were six. I could easily see someone early into this, especially if they're coming into it as an adult. And they're like, nope. mm -mm." Yeah. Scary. Church. I'm just thinking (laughs) of my Bible. (laughs) Go back to church. I'm sorry, Lord. I yeah. didn't mean it. <laughs> My bad. No more, no more. I'll come every Sunday. Um, I've done that too, where I'm like, I'm done with this. Um, when we see negative things, one, I know you're attracting it. So we need to talk about what that looks like. And energy, chakras, right? Energy centers, the chakras in our body, they're about keeping them clean so that this flow can come in and out, right? A natural progression of flow so that we're clean. I know something around me or within me is not well when we're attracting in these visions and they're scary. So it's like, do we need to physically clean the house? Do we need to physically clean out our hearts? What's going on here? What's what emotional turmoil is going on? It's my symbol of we, we need to clean up something. Um, as a little kid, didn't know what to do. So of course I'd run to my grandma and she would do some ritual, right? 
growing up, I started to realize I'm going to get ahead of the game and I'm going to keep my house physically clean and my energy clean, meaning do not put myself in situations or environments that don't fit me. And so that lessened the the dark energies that I would see because I've seen my fair share. I'm going to tell you that. And that maybe that's a different podcast, but when that comes, you're attracting it in because something inside of you is not at a high vibration. Does that make any sense? Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's all about attracting the energy that you, you know, you want around you. Right. So the energy you're putting out is going to draw that energy in. Right. So I love, I love the, uh, the recommendations there. Yeah, for sure. So let's say one of our listeners is, you know, interested in working with uh, a clairvoyant medium, you know, what should they do to kind of choose the right person to work with? Yeah. Referrals is excellent. Seeing if any of their friends and family have gone there to see if they feel comfortable. And of course, all the, the, you know, logistical things, social media, checking out the reviews. But at the end of the day, it's if someone resonates with you, if someone feels nurturing and loving. And if that's someone that you want to to confide in, because at the end of the day, healers are people you tell all to on accident, really. We have this energy to just draw you in because we want to listen and hold space for you. So it's whoever you feel safe with, which safe, listening, grounded, those are all key words of good in this business of spirituality. Because if they're not grounded, they're not listening and you don't feel safe, it's probably a waste of time. Mm. Mm. I love that you also um, use the other word for people in this space or people in your space as healers, Mm -hmm. because I think we didn't, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, Mick, but like, I didn't think about um, healers or healing energy. I guess I just never really thought about it that way. And like, now I'm like surrounded by healers all the time. Totally. Um, And in our first reading, and and in our first reading, you were like, you're a healer. And I was like, well, I guess, you know, I'm nurturing, whatever. But like, you were like, no, I mean, it's, it's different. <laughs> it goes further than that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. I was like, anybody can cry on my shoulder. Totally. Oh, the one thing I loved about you two is that from the first session that I did both with both of you individually, all of a sudden you guys were just running like into the space of becoming a healer because essentially you already were you just needed like that last nudge of like yeah this is who you are and it's dope and it's not scary and it's going to help you your family and people around you so I guess what we're trying to say to whoever's listening is healers are people who can help people bring the greater good out of all of us right and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be I don't know psychic killer a nurse a doctor it's just someone who can see someone and help to be of service. Mm. Mm. And hold space. Yeah. So this person who, you know, someone's listening, they're like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a clairvoyant to, to speak with. My friend told me about someone. How would you recommend that they prepare for their session or their reading? Yeah, I would have, <laughs> this is what I would do. Have a list of questions about things that you are curious about. And then go in with an open mind and remembering this is the one thing that some clairvoyants or healers, they forget to mention in the beginning is you have free will as the client, as the person receiving messages, you have free will. So if you hear something that you don't like, you can easily not accept that energy, meaning, oh, you're going to have 10 kids, Jen. You'd be like, no, I'm Mm. not. (laughs) I might have four, but not 10. And so that's what a lot of the listeners (laughs) or clients with me, they start to think. 
I'm Bible, meaning when I translate something, it's literal. And I'm like, sometimes it means some something different. And you have to trust your gut to resonate with the message. And hopefully it means something to you at a deep level. So it's 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 kind of like working together. Can you can you talk a little bit more about like when a client hears something from you and they're expecting it to come like literally mm. and it doesn't? Like, do you get folks being like, well, you said this was gonna happen and and it was wrong, you know? Like Totally. What do you what do you what do you do? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I I, rem- I try to remind them now in the very beginning before I even read them is these are the timelines that spirit's giving to me based off your energy now. And the more and more you work at something, the more and more you open up this, this doorway to receive these messages, if this is what you want. And when people come back to me, say, for example, I'm like, yo, I see you losing 50 pounds. You're headed for a marathon, blah, blah, blah. Come back to me in a year. We're going to look at your body and your whole energy's changed. And then someone comes back to me a year later, like none of it happened. I'm like, well, did you actually work out though? Did you just start? <laughs> right. So it's like, I want people to remember you don't wait for spirit. They give you this opportunity to see what's ahead of you, ahead of you. And you actually have to do the work on a physical level. So, and even like mm. with pregnancy, which I've been dealing with a lot, uh, and a lot of people trying to get pregnant, it's like, well, did you physically go to the doctor to figure out everything physically wrong with what's going on with your body? Then we start to move forward. Otherwise, you can't just, I mean, some people have miracles, which are awesome um, in the sense of do nothing, but you definitely have to kind of do your work as a human and then start to see spirit come in when you surrender to everything else. So it's, it can be tricky. Mm. Um, and and to that point, I think, um, so we just we've been talking about different things like abundance and prosperity. Um, what's the word, Mick? Like manifestation. No, like the preachers, like Joel Osteen and like, Oh, oh, like prosperity gospel. Yeah. Prosperity yeah. gospel. That's what I'm looking for. And um, these types of motivational speakers who are like, all you have to do is like reach out and get it. And I think there's like this, this push pull on people who feel like life is happening to them. Mm. Um, and like they have a certain amount of control and a certain amount of free will that bucks up really hard against people being like, you can manifest, you're Mm. abundant, you can be rich, you can be all of these things. Um, and so I love that you kind of like bring this all back together that it's like, you know, you meet with a clairvoyant who's like, oh, these amazing things are going to happen to you. And I think, I think there's this like reluctance to be like, no, it's not. Well, it won't. Yeah, if you it think it's not, not happen, right. you are just like, no, it won't. Um, I don't want it to happen. And so, um, but then also like owning how you kind of have to meet halfway yes. and that you're putting energy into it. I think um, trying to like cross that divide of being like, I know it seems far fetched, but what if, and kind of approaching it like an experiment and putting your energy into it and saying, Shit, I'm gonna see how it goes. Let's let's yeah. try it and see what happens. And maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, that's where I'm hoping, that's where I'm hoping that people when people listen to the podcast, I know they might, you know, they might be like, Well, you know, not everybody can be wealthy. And it's like there's plenty of money. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. Resources are unlimited if we yeah. if we treat them as such and we have that energy. Um 
that it's not just like rainbows and unicorns and like bad things don't happen, but it's about mm-hmm. like creating this high vibration, high vibrational energy to try and like get, get there halfway and yeah. see what spirit brings in for you. I think that's, I think that's really dope. Absolutely. Free will and the gift of moving forward with your own physical. I mean, for example, this one's a big example because it was my huge pivot of probably why you and I know each other. Um, but spirit at 18, they showed me I would meet this man. And I finally met him 10 years later. And when I met him I, at the time, I was 28. And I was like, I, I want to help the world with my gifts. And he was all for it. He couldn't understand what I was doing, but he was like, I'm down. And three years in, and I'm building my practice and doing really well. Spirit showed me that he was going to pass away. Now, when that happened, okay, this is tying into all these questions we're talking about. It was like, damn, this is not good. How do I prepare for losing someone I'm in love with? Right. And I just, I stuck by him and I was like, if I do, I'm going to face it when it happens. He did eventually pass away. But at the end of the day, after my own healing journey had to happen through his passing, I realized that was the only way for me to do this work at this level. So even though something horrible happened to me and life at the time, I was like, oh, Life hates me. Life's against me. I realized it was actually working for me because I asked for it. I said, I want to be able to help people. And the only way I know it within me to help someone so deeply is to go through my own personal lessons and experience them. And when you experience them, you start to, to develop compassion and kindness and all these things to want to help. So when people are like, oh, God's not answering my prayers. Melanie, the future isn't, didn't happen. You said it would. I'm like, Maybe they're taking you on another road that we can't quite see, but it's still going to keep you ending up where we see you right now. So you've got to do the work. Otherwise, if you sit in home and hide, it's probably not going to happen because you're not opening the door. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a And that's mm-hmm. why we call it journeys, right? Like, what a journey. That was a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Work. We can, we can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Do you, I was like, you know, we talked about your story, um, how to get people interested in getting a reading or like what are, what, what that experience would be like. But I guess we, I mean, we have a clairvoyant here on the podcast. Do you have anything that you would like to share about like, just kind of like the state of the country or even the world? Like, you know, we're slogging Mm -hmm. through like year two of the pandemic Um, anything that you would like to share, anything that you're seeing? Totally. They keep showing me us going through waves of with COVID and just the world. And at the beginning of 2020, I was like, what is this? Like, why are you guys doing this to us? Right. I went into the victim mentality when I was talking to spirit and they're like, this is going to work for all of you. And I said, okay, I trust you after all these, all these years, what do we need to do? And they're saying, get grounded figure out who you are as an individual. To me, that was 2020. 2021 was actually shifting into the things we pictured for ourselves to make us happy. And that started to happen. 2022, as we come forward, I started to get visions of how the last thing, besides all the physical COVID, all that, the last thing we need to do as a collective is to, to start looking at each other with loving eyes. And what that means is there's a lot of this world split into many different subgroups of I don't like that group who's vaccinated. I don't like that group who's not vaccinated. Whatever it is, we all have different opinions and truths. If we really want to shift into a higher level of consciousness to really break this 
physical ailment of COVID, we've got to start working together, which means love one another. It goes back to everything from religious to Bible to anything spiritual. The, the point of doing all this is to love yourself so you can see others with loving eyes. And so moving forward, the message for all of us as of today is to love yourself so you can love someone else or, or send them love so that we can propel forward and beat this physical ailment. COVID was a direct manifestation of us not listening to one another. And it shows us how easy it is to get it if you're in the wrong crowd. It's a physical manifestation. It's just so we can see it on a human level. But if we can stay inside and do the work and be smart about our decisions and choices, COVID probably ain't going to touch you. Isn't that crazy? So that's the message. You you said staying inside. And and I think just for the audience, it's more than just physically being inside, right? right? It's about going deeper into yourself and really accessing your your connection with spirit. Yes. Oh, you know, Melanie, I, um, for me personally, (laughs) you know, we've been doing this work and I like to be love and light and try and be super positive, but we are divided. There is a lot. I mean, like the stuff you see on social media and how negative people can be to people who they don't even know and how like you, and you can tell too, like I'll pick up on it sometimes when I'm on social and I'm like, I feel, I mean, and maybe that's because I'm a little bit more like tuned in, but I'm like, I don't feel good. I don't feel right. And then mm-hmm. turns out this person who you thought everything was fine, they admit they have depression, you know, or like they're going after other people because maybe something's not right within. And so right. I want us all to look at each other with loving eyes. Um, yeah. It's going to be hard like to do. Need a lot of, uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take some time. You also said at the beginning um, to start with books, any books that you would recommend for someone newly on this journey or they're interested in like just getting a little bit more spiritual and, and like going and doing that inner work that, you know, yes. people have been kind of doing it on the inside, especially since COVID. Absolutely. There's one that I told Miklas or re- recommended to Miklas the first time I met with him was the Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. That's an always a good introduction book to really propel you into remembering you know a lot more than you think. Um, a Return to Love by Miriam Williamson is a book that's always good to read. And there's a book called by Susan Gregg. You can find her on Amazon. It's called The Encyclopedia of Angels. And when my mom bought it for me when I was probably 18, it's actually cool. You can flip through it and it shows you what angel, what guide, what old religious figure means. And when you look through it, you start to realize, wow, I'm more spiritual than I thought because I actually have been introduced to these beings a long time ago. And so you don't feel so disconnected anymore. You're like, actually, I know a lot about Mother Mary and Jesus and all these things. And then when you start to get to know Mm. other deities or guides, you start to realize they all are homies and they work together. Hmm. Yeah, I think that was um that was something that we uh we talked a lot about Mick and I um probably after our first readings with you was like I think we were trying to like put it all together. Mm-hmm. Like angels that wasn't that far off. Mother Mary, Jesus of course, we had them, but um other deities are coming up. And so like could you explain how you see 
God and where everyone else falls? Oh, such a good, cool question. Yeah, to me, God is all. So it's just all light. It's all universal life force energy all the way into the sky. And God is literally all. So if I hurt you, I'm hurting God, right? Jesus is the hand of right hand of God. So I feel like Jesus is like the, the one who leads most of the angels. Then we have these gods and goddesses who are derived from different cultures that exist. So when I'm looking at spirit with my physical and clairvoyant eye, I see them line up in layers. It's like, okay, the angels are first, they come in to protect. It's literally like when you go into war and we have like the army first, right? Then the Navy, all these, these brackets. Um, so God is all. And then the spirit teams are all kind of scattered like a buffet line, but layered. It's really beautiful. When I'm at my hardest times, personally, they'll come to me in that picture that I'm trying to describe to you with so much light. It's, it's overwhelming. I can't even describe to you in physical English words what it feels like to be held that deep. It's, it's beautiful. And when that happens to me to remind me of, damn, we all can connect like that. And that the only thing that truly exists on the other side is love. Then I'm like, damn, maybe I should start being more loving, right? It's like, maybe we should start emulating some of that, that got them through the physical plane. Um, Cause here's the thing, the world will never be at peace. That's why we come here. This is school. We're here to learn what darkness and light look like, the contrast and how we fit in that middle and whatever you choose will become your life. And for so long, I was kind of like teetering with the light and dark a lot, just trying to figure out who I was. And when you start to get guidance from yourself or from other spirit mediums or healers, you start to recognize what your truest sense is or truest self is. And you start going that direction and you start to see how you're helping humanity. I mean, it's deep, but start with a book. You know what I mean? Open up your mind to just this mindset of being kind, right? Not only to the people, but to yourself. And I think that's the biggest message. If you can find that within you, you'll unlock everything else for everyone else. But if you don't do it within you and then you're pointing fingers, blaming people about COVID or something, it's like, man, you got a lot of work to do inwardly first before you can blame. Hmm. That's beautiful. That was really powerful. Yeah. Thank you, Melanie. Yes. Yeah, I think um, I think we can end with that note. Um, you want to tell the audience where they can find you on social media, how they could potentially book a session with you? Yes. Um, ReikiRoomSanDiego.com. It's my website. You can find sessions there, trainings, mentorship. If I don't resonate with you, I know so many healers that could. So please reach out even if you, you're a beginner and we can get you into the right direction of what whatever suits you. But one-on-one sessions is what I do most of the time. So it's usually an hour session um, via FaceTime or Zoom. And we start there. Awesome. We will definitely link in our show notes to Melanie's website and her Instagram account. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was so fun. Thank you guys for having me. This was so fun. I I think um, I think our listeners will love this. Will love this episode. Yes. Ah, oh, thanks again. We hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with our fave Melanie Esperon. Um, always love talking to her. She's such a fun person to be around and really to learn from. As we're still, I would say, beginners in our spiritual journey. We'll be sure to link her website in the show notes if you're interested in getting a reading. She books out 
months in advance. So book early, okay? Yeah, she's uh she's definitely booked and busy. Um, which reminds me, I need to go ahead and, and get on get on her calendar for for three months out, uh, from now. Yeah, if you and if you think that this is something for you, I mean, just to know what Mick and I do, we tend to talk to her once a quarter. Um, so every three months, we usually we usually book with her and just kind of catch up and see what's coming up next. As always, check us out on Instagram at Chakras and Shotguns. And check out our YouTube channel, Chakras and Shotguns. And of course, because you love us so much, leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. And thank you. Namaste. Namaste.